Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. It's morning. Then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, and saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. What it is, it's a Whitetail Legacy Wednesday. We got... Clint and Nate from Next Level Deer Supplements. And I'll tell you what, it is Next Level. And they proved it right on this episode. We cover all kinds of stuff. How it's an attractant and a supplement. How it helps deer digest more than just a supplement. Other foods. And it helps reach every deer. Not just bucks. Does, fawns to their maximum potential. To benefit you with shooting a bigger doe for your freezer. Bigger bucks. Better fawns. More doe numbers resulting in more bucks in the rut mm-hmm. so it's a win-win for everybody yep at a low cost and better top of the line quality in the industry yeah let's get into our partners who make this possible start off with the vip we're gonna we had a little mix-up with oh the vip broadhead last episode i don't know if you were like 17 beers deep and i was like 12 deep <laughs> But we're going to go over the new 175 grain, and it is a 440C surgically stainless steel. 
It is tougher than titanium. It is Rockwell hardened to 58, meaning it will not break. When you buy this head, that's it. That's <laughs> you, you're going to buy blades, but you're <laughs> never going to buy another head. Just blades. That's yeah. all you're going to get so, after that. It's, I mean, it's Rockwell hardened. It's solid stainless steel. I mean, it. you literally cannot get a tougher broadhead in any package, and it's a 175 grand. You're going to be able to blow through shoulders with a crossbow and dust it off like it's nothing. So I want to cover that because we messed that up a couple of we, episodes ago. We kind of we yeah. biffed on it. We kind of biffed. So uh, we, we, we apologize for that. This is the correct intel. And we're only like nine bush lights deep, so it's going to be right. All right, hit him with the VIP shout-out. The VIP veteran broadhead shout-out this week is Stuart Scotty, and he started in the U.S. Marine Corps in 1964. So, Stuart, we appreciate your service wow. from way back. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Uh, from the VIP family, everybody at Whitetail Legacy Podcast, and Matt and Sydney, we appreciate your service and uh, appreciate you letting us do this podcast by yeah. sacrificing for us. And shouting you out. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Let's get into scent lock. I want to, we cover their suits a lot. I'm going to cover the head covers and the face masks. That's something we haven't covered a lot. Yeah. Um, their hats are excellent. The beanies. We know how good the beanies are. <laughs> Do you want to get into the beanies <laughs> right now? We got a long, hardcore right. topic about the beanies. All we need right. to cover the beanie in just one episode solely. Maybe <laughs> at next one we'll just cover beanies. But the face mask, they're all the carbon alloy technology. They cover your scent. And if you ask anybody that is big in the scent game, you need a, f- a neck gaiter, face mask, and a hat to be 100% scent free in the field. It's a necessity. It's not, if you run a beard like I got, my beard is just a scent factory, bro. It smells like, I mean, it smells like bush light and, and just sexual into, in, uh, sexual <laughs> innuendos. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. You're only nine bush lights in? Thank you, bro. <laughs> that's what it smells like. And deer will smell that. Oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. got to get that covered up. All right. ECW calls. <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, at Elmwood, the 50 year, or not 50 year, <laughs> the, how many year was it? It was five year, but so ECW is selling a five year anniversary call. Yeah. And, um, with that last podcast, I've, we've had a lot of questions ask if, uh, the VIP calls are going to affect our ECW partnership. Yeah. And uh, the answer is no. No. It yeah. is not. Um, we're proud to be partnered with both. We promote both companies growing. and uh, We're excited for both companies. We are. I, to expand and, and you know, it's it's veterans and veterans is who we like to help. Right. Know? So it's not going to affect anything us. We're going to keep doing us, and we're going to keep helping them out because they deserve it. They do. Ingram's Outdoor Obsession for all your taxidermist needs. Mr. Freeze is getting real close, and you guys oh, are going to crap your pants when you see him. What did you think when he's on the form? That was sick. When he, when he was on the form, yeah. I was like, when he got the back shot, I was like, okay, yeah. That's going to look real good right here. We're yeah. going to lose a lot of room. Yeah. We do our interviews for our... <laughs> videos we got to move them in the corner i would say two weeks ago i forgot to bring it up but you sent me like 
should he have like one eye closed mm-hmm. or should he do, you know, what, what should we do? Or should we, should he be like head tilted? I was like, Oh dude, you got to go like half eye closed. Yeah. So I'm pumped to see it. Head tilted under strain. Yeah. I'm pumped to, oh, he's yeah. going to make that neck it's muscle gonna look be, like it's under strain. It's going to be super close. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be close. It, we're probably not even going to be able to release the information when we get it because it's just going to be too hot. Yeah. I mean, when, when people s- see it, they're going to be like, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. And your mount, I mean, people are going to be like, wow, when they see it. I mean, he, and he's adding little techniques to that to Ooh, yeah. make it look better. So all your taxidermist needs, you want something custom, you want something that someone might not be able to do, he's your guy. Ingram's Outdoor Obsession on Facebook and Instagram. Check him out. If you are local and need to get a hold of us, message us, and we'll get you the deets. For sure. All right. Here we go. All right. We got Nate and Clint from Next Level Deer Supplements. Um, Nate, you are the guy behind it, and Clint is the brains behind it. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, happy to be here, too. Nice. All right. Um, I guess we'll start off. So, Clint, where where are you located at? I live in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. And Nate, where are you located at? A little tiny town uh, by Grand Island, Nebraska called Marquette. Perfect. So you're both Nebraska boys. I've never stopped in Nebraska other than to get fuel. So, (laughs) 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 leaving Nebraska. So... So I don't know much about the state, but I've, I've drove don't feel there. bad. I've I've only driven through Illinois on my way to fishing. As well, so. <laughs> Perfect, man. Don't stop. There's no good fishing around here at all. Yeah, I was saying that's a lot better reason than why I was driving through Nebraska. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so you guys started Next Level Deer Supplements. So let's just go ahead and start off with how how the company started. <clears throat> well, myself and my my partner, the co-owner, Scott Christensen, um, we were with another supplement company and that kind of is what introduced us to the industry. We got to go to some, some trade shows and see that end of it. And, and until you do some of that, you never really know what the industry is about. Um, everybody wants to be a part of it, um, until they actually get to experience it. And then that kind of changes your mind. Um, and with doing that, things didn't work out with that other company. It changed hands, and we just didn't get along with, with the owner like we thought we would. And we wanted to offer something to the working-class guy, to the guy that has two jobs, um, that we truly believed would work and and had science behind it and, and didn't cost an arm and a leg. Um, we fully believe that we can compete with some of the bigger names that are on the market when it comes to the science end of stuff. Uh, the difference is, is we just don't ask so much money from the customers. Uh, we want to give people products that they can believe in without emptying their wallet. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I've never really asked it. What is the, the price of of the supplement? Well, we have a couple different offerings. We have a mineral supplement that comes in a 40-pound bag, and that's 30 bucks. And then we have a 20-pound bag, which is $17. Um, and you can compare that with anybody on the market for price per pound. We're pretty pretty competitive with anybody out there, especially when when you actually find out how much nutrition is packed into it. 
Um, and then we also have two feed offerings that come in pellet form in 50 pound bags. We have a spring summer feed and then a fall and winter feed. And then we also have a 33 pound uh, roasted soybean block. And those are $20 for the block and the feed, sorry, is $16 a bag. Nice. So we're kind of mineral illiterate. Is that the right? Yeah. 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 That's so a good job. What, uh, how long would a 20 pound bag last you normally? I mean, how many Typically, sides would you make on a 20 pound bag? Well, it, it, and all that kind of depends on your deer density. Uh, what we normally suggest to people, um, is about 10 pounds per site per month to start with. And then the deer will kind of tell you from there, um, how much they're going to consume and, and obviously, it's going to take them a little bit of time to get used to something new because they're wary of anything that's that's not already there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, you do like a three-foot circle, remove all the vegetation, um, and kind of loosen up the first top six inches of soil, dump on 10 pounds, mix it in with the dirt a little bit, and walk away. And that normally lasts about four weeks. Um, and then if if you show up, and say the hole is completely cleaned out, uh, then they're going to need more than 10 pounds that time. Uh, if they're, if they're just tearing it up and getting after it, we always tell people just pour it to them because they're telling you this is really good and we need it. Yeah, for um, sure. And it's, it's one of those things where it may not appear if you're not running a camera over it, that it's not getting hit hard. Um, but our stuff is, is dense enough mineral wise that they don't need to eat to China to get, to get what they need. I see. So it's not some, you know, something that you're like a block in Walmart or something where you see the six foot hole after <laughs> right. you put it out for exactly. a couple weeks. Cause I've seen those. Yeah. So yeah. I have Absolutely. seen those. Yeah. yeah, no. And that's, and that's one of the biggest misconceptions that, that we have, you know, or that people have is the fact that just because deer eat something doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for them. Um, just because they eat a 10 foot circle, three foot deep out in the middle of your woods does not mean that they're getting something good out of that. Um, and it's when we were talking to Clint about this, he said, you can eat a whole bag of Doritos. That doesn't mean it's good for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like like the way Clint thinks. I'm I'm going to like him. (laughs) I got down. He's the brains. The way he told (laughs) us is it, it doesn't matter what deer eat. It's what deer can digest. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, just because deer eat something doesn't mean it's good for them. So you got to know what's in that bag you're pouring out. Um, one thing you said there is a roasted soybean block. I would like a little bit more information about that. That sounds really interesting. Uh, roasted soybeans are a fantastic source of protein. Um, why they roast them, maybe Clint can tell you, I'm not hundred percent sure, uh, why they're roasted, why you can get them that way, but deer absolutely love them. I mean, they just go crazy over roasted soybeans. People typically use them as a straight protein source. Um, and we put them in our blocks along with some other special ingredients so that they're, they're getting really good nutrition with it. Um, but, but blocks typically are used, you know, in front of cameras or a secluded place that you kind of want to hold, hold deer at. Is it like a, how is the block put together? Is it um, like a, a, a soybean stalk all dried together or how, how is the block formed? Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, like you see some feeds out there that are in a meal form. It's basically that in a pressed form, um, but it's not straight soybeans. It still has corn in it. It still has other uh, protein sources in it and things like that too. 
Okay. It's a it's a cooked block too, or is it a pressed block? I believe uh, it's pressed. I think it is too. I uh, there's two different methods, guys, for making blocks. I mean, it's just pressure, uh, heat and pressure, uh, pressed blocks, which kind of preserve some of the natural stuff. And then there's cooked tubs and blocks, and the cooked ones, uh, you know, offer some different things. But in general, my uh, I always like prefer pressed blocks because it leaves the the ingredients themselves more naturally intact okay yeah that makes more sense one thing i would like to shout out we like to say next level all the time on here <laughs> no. so your guy you crush the name <laughs> yes but we'll get pat we'll get on to the thing so there's an attractant and a supplement and like i said we're baiting illiterate but we have a lot of li- people people that listen to this that are baiting that Hardcore. might yeah that might know more about this but f- we want to learn what is the difference between an attractant and a supplement the way we view it an attractant is basically something that attracts a deer to a spot and and again it might be some sort of scent it might be a bag of rice bran with a with a flavor pack in it it might be um, something that, that somebody calls a supplement, but it really doesn't have a lot of nutritional backing behind it. Uh, that's anything that we would call an attractant. It's it's one sole job is to attract deer to one location. Um, the way we view it is if you're going to attract deer there, why not give them something good for them? I mean, if they're going to eat something, it might as well be good for them, right? For sure, yeah. yeah. And, and this may be where the editing comes in because Nate may say no I'm wrong <laughs> but uh, I uh, I hate that word baby because I'll tell you I uh, my own personal opinion is we're we're not ever baiting no. we're uh, our whole goal is to change the gen to help deer express their genetic potential at all times yeah. so it doesn't have anything to do with getting them to the site it it has to do with changing them generally generationally and you know obviously pen raised deer that's super simple uh with deer that we have to deal with in the open and in the wild uh you know it's it's more about getting them the nutrition they need to express genetic potential long term uh baiting i think it just it's a in my opinion a very negative term but i am y'all may choose to say that that's not true because i understand baiting and hunting trust me but baiting you know that suggests that what we're doing has nothing to do with nutrition is more just because you can throw salt out and attract them you know what i'm right. saying we're mm-hmm. we're certainly not trying to do that that's not our goal well and generally that's you know that's why people put out corn because it's cheap and it gets them to a certain spot you know, um, our, I guess, I think what you're trying to say, Clint, and I, like I said, could be completely wrong on this. We're not putting stuff out to bait them. We're actually putting stuff out there to help them to push that genetic envelope to, to help them see their full genetic potential, to help them boost immune system, to help them, you know, anything and everything we do is to help take that deer and literally take it to the next level. From where it's already at. Yeah, for sure. And, I under, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, just like you said, you guys aren't sure, you know, you don't like the word baiting. And that's not your guys's, you know, main objective. Your main objective is to provide the deer with something of value. And 
for me as a hunter, if I was able to provide something as we can't do here in Illinois, I would want to put something out there that is going to benefit the deer, is going to make the deer healthier, is going to make the deer just like uh, Clint said, you know, over time be able to see an improvement in what I'm doing. And attract them at the same time. And attract so you them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you just nailed it right there, Cody. I mean, if you're going to do something, deer will crave nutrition. Once they find a highly nutritious food source, they're going to come back to it. But I understand what I understand what you know Clint was saying. He, you know, I you know what I do on Twitter. I try to get the fire served <laughs> every day. No, but yeah, uh, you bait. But you uh, bait. yeah, I uh, I love that. I love getting people's honest opinions, and I feel like that's a way to get it. And baiting has a bad rep for some reason. But I think if you can legally do it in your state, uh, it's it's fair game in my eyes. You know, but, no, no, no. I and I totally agree with you. Yeah, for sure. I'm just and, saying. From a nutritional standpoint, it it's more just that's just personal opinion. Oh yeah, for opinion. sure. Yeah, I, I know why you're saying it gets a bad rep. A lot of people are against it, and and we had a lot of people on Twitter after I post that that were very adamant against it. You know what I mean? And and I I'm not, uh, and I know homie's not. We have a bunch of friends that are hardcore into it, and. I don't think it. I think it helps them hold deer, maybe, but it doesn't help them kill deer. But I think, it, just like I put out that post about, you know, what can, a, what can a <laughs> what can a what can a supplement do over years, you know? And that one guy said, well, five to fifteen inches, you know, five to fifteen inches. That's a substantial, a substantial growth. Not in, not including like fawn development and and you know better better doe herds healthier herds all together mm-hmm. so, so i li- just nailed it most of what we do isn't very glamorous i mean it's uh it's really doe and and general herd management i mean it's yep and the, what you're hunting are the giant bucks but what we're trying to really take care of are the does absolutely yep. right i mean that's they're the bread and butter i mean especially in a wild deer herd where they provide all of the environmental stimulation beyond just that 50% sperm donation, right? I mean, yeah. they're... Uh, they control I mean, everything. The, exactly. The dough is, is key. And bigger, healthier doughs that deliver healthier, more healthier fawns. Yeah, they're going mean, to throw the bigger, key. healthier, you know, fawns and that are going to grow into have better genetics to grow into bigger healthier deer and then if they have the supplements there while they're fawns you know that first year i've always heard from fawn to you know the year and a half is so it's so distinct on what they're going to be you know it's supplement wise absolutely absolutely crucial um before we delve into that i do want to say we are not against baiting whatsoever our only thing is if you're going to bait, give them something good for them. You know, you can accomplish at that point, you're killing two birds with one stone. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, and then back onto the fawn, the fawn thing, the, the entire goal of this and my entire goal on, on my property that I help manage is to get the does using the supplements year round. So that that doe, by the time she's bred, she is in tip top nutritional condition before she even gets pregnant. And studies have shown, and Clint knows this because he's in the cattle industry, if you can take take the mama 
and then she gets bred, the entire development of that baby inside of her, if, if it's receiving tip-top nutrition, is literally going to be put ahead of the curve when it's born. So that after it's born, and a few weeks after a fawn's born, it'll start on solid foods. And then if it starts getting on the supplements, because it doesn't know any different, that mineral site's always been there to that to, to the fawn. You know, the feeder's always been there, mm-hmm. or, or the block's always been there. So it's gonna, that's just part of its world now, and it's going to feed where its mom taught it to feed. And then if you can start taking nutritional years and stacking them one on top of the other, by the time that deer reach, reaches maturity, it's going to be much farther pushing towards the genetic potential than if the nutrition just wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, you just got to think about, you know, when your wife gets pregnant or, you know, my wife gets pregnant, like – it's a big prenatals. deal. Yeah, yep. prenatals. You know, yep. you're you're not doing anything crazy strenuous. You know, I mean, I know they get pregnant. You know, right before the winter. You know, starts hitting them hard. But yep. just like you said, you know, if you provide them that supplemental feeding, they're gonna get through that winter a leg up already. And then to continue that through the springtime, you know, you just got to be committed. If you're going to do it, I think that you would have to be committed all year round to to really see the effects of it. Yeah, to to see the effects of true supplementing your deer herd, it has to be consistent. Um, There are times of the year that there, yes, yes, year to year to year. I mean, it's it's not a quick process. There's no magic beans that you can put up. And all of a sudden, you're going to take a 140 and turn him into a 180 or 190. Hey, in, in case you're wondering, that's the million dollar idea the magic beans. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got Clint working on that. We need some next level beans, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're stealing, you're stealing names now. You heard it on the legacy. It's going to be a food plot. Next level beans. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Growing today's trophies tomorrow. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> You could probably get the government to subsidize it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, oh, probably yeah. They gonna, they, they're going to get a piece. <laughs> All right. We, we lost our complete train. We're really good at throwing tangents. So, so uh, what, what were we talking about? Talking about baiting. Baiting <laughs> versus supplement versus track. Perfect. Oh, All right. These guys are on track. They know what yeah. they're doing. Just, you know, once you, get, once you establish a site, just you have to stay with it. You know, especially for like they're saying, you know, these fawns getting out, getting mm-hmm. into the solid foods. That fawn knows that that site's there. And it, I mean, I would assume it's just like kind of a scrape. Like that scrape's been there. He hit it last year. He's going to yeah. come back and hit it again this yeah. year, you know. Right. Kinda... And it's one of those things where a lot of people think, okay, you just need to provide mineral from basically May through the end of August. And then they're just not going to hit it after that. Uh, we use ingredients to help boost digestive function, but what they also do is promote the craving for the supplements. Um, and it's all in an all-natural way. It's no artificial flavors. Um, the only artificial flavor we use is just a little bit in the block, um, and that's more for people than it is for deer. A lot of people want to open a bag of feed or mineral and have that smell punch them in the face. That's deer next have like level. 20, people want to have that smell they want to taste it and see if it's good right (laughs) right right and so what reason what reason are you are you gonna eat sit down there and eat a bag of it you know it's it's there's been some days on stand man i've been awful hungry (laughs) 
I'm not going to lie. I have tried every one of our products. Nice. And they're not that bad. Roasted um, soybeans are damn good. I mean, they are. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, but, that's why know, I said that was next level because you know – you know that that goes into the psychology of somebody buying your product again and again because they're like, you know, it smells good to me. It's got to smell good to a deer with, yeah. with the way that their nose right. works. Right. And we don't do that. We, we're we not one that's going to promote, you know, this will draw deer from 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. You know, deer have like 27 million scent receptacles or whatever it is. They don't need help smelling stuff. No. You know, you, no. you could I – mean, and you guys know that if you've ever – been busted you know it's like how 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 did that deer smell me how you know they don't need help smelling feet they don't need help smelling mineral they find it by themselves just fine especially because you're going to put it in a strategic spot yeah (laughs) hopefully and honestly you know that brings up a really good point nate that um you know even though we do know there's some things that that appeal to the buyer um there are some things that appeal to the buyer that just flat aren't very good ideas. And we don't do those. Uh, iron, you know, iron oxide being one of those things we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is an absolute antagonist to almost every other mineral in, uh, in the, in the feed itself. So almost all trace minerals can be interacted by uh, iron oxide. And the reason people use iron oxide is because of red mineral. If you've ever opened a bag of mineral and seen that it has a nice red color and it looks all uniform and nice, uh, that's because of iron oxide. <laughs> the problem is, is that's not a very damn good idea. And it's absolutely antagonistic to the performance of all the other minerals. And one of the one of the biggest problems with deer and you guys, you know, maybe don't know that because of living in Illinois and, and having your limitations around baiting or supplementing deer is, uh, consumption is a, is the key is a hundred percent. The key. Can we deliver the quality and the quantity of nutrients in an actual amount that they will eat? And deer don't eat very damn much. Even if they are very attracted to it, wild deer especially don't eat very much. Uh, Of one thing. Of one thing. That's right. Right. So we're trying to cram all this nutrition, all these packages into a very small consumption. Uh, So it needs to be highly dense, highly nutritious, and also provide what we need them to get in a reasonable quantity and antagonism and stuff like that, uh, that's going to cause interactions, uh, and, and affect the bioavailability of what we're doing. We're just not going to do that. Even though people may think that's what they want, we're just going to teach them. That's not what they want. Uh, instead. I'm, I I'm think sorry, that's, that's the right. A- no, I think that's the right thing to do. You know, there's a lot of marketing, uh, BS as one of our guys like to say, you know, and, and it's true. They're marketing it as, like you said, it will draw them in deer in for, you know, this many miles or this far or only big bucks eat this or, you know, <laughs> yeah. this, this yeah. is, this to bring them in, you know, and, and I, I see what you guys are saying. 
you had to bring deer in because they're they're getting the nutrients, but they don't have to eat as much to get the nutrients, which is good on our end because then we don't have to buy as much exactly of the mineral instead of buying a mineral that might draw them in, but it's fifty percent you know color or Salt. filler, yep. and they're just plowing through it because they're not getting. They're not getting what they want out of it. They're getting a little bit. They're getting a taste, but they're not getting satisfied. It's like me yep. going on a diet through McDonald's and getting a single pa- a single patty when I want a double patty. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I've been so, on that diet. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so I mean, you know, I mean, I under, I completely understand what you guys are saying. So Bro, I you're think, looking, you're looking well, it's good. It's one of those things, you know, when people are, what's the first thing they always ask you? You know, do the deer hammer it? It's like, well. Yeah. Is that really good if they do? I mean, it always comes back to that same thing. Is it good for them? Because you can eat a whole bunch of something that doesn't mean it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, so show me what show me said that the biggest thing that I want to do is, is is get people to look past the marketing, look past you know the big celebrity on the bag who's promoting it, who's getting paid to promote it, and and flip it over and look at your ingredients. And not even the guaranteed analysis. Just look at the ingredients. That's where you're going to separate, you know, the the fat from the from the good stuff. I guess you could say. That's where you're going to find out what's actually in that bag. For sure. Well, do you guys know what a ton of salt costs? A ton of salt costs about fifty freaking dollars. One ton of wow. salt. And you check out most of those products you're going to buy at Tractor Supply or or your fleet and farm, or whatever you have in Illinois, right? Uh, which I guess technically they're not supposed to be selling any of that, but um, <laughs> oh, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> the uh, the problem is is ninety. Look at those salt levels and stuff like that, and know in your mind that salt is fifty dollars a ton for two thousand pounds of it. And wow. Look at the percentage, and then tell me how things are marketed. I mean, it's. Uh, there's some really stupid stuff out there. Would the DNR buy this... that? It's just ninety percent salt. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, that's a really good point because I'll tell you what: nine times out of ten, they are. Nice, yeah. huh? That's good info, man. Because yeah. a lot of people don't know a lot. And and it is if just someone goes to the store and picks up a block and's like, "I'm going to read this now," and they realize, "Well, this is 90 percent salt," you mm-hmm. know. That's that's Absolutely. awesome. At twenty five dollars a block or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. So exactly, well, there was there were a couple products when I first started researching this years and years ago that were on the shelves that were literally mineralized salt blocks that were ninety six percent salt being sold for twelve dollars a pound. Wow. Yeah, twelve dollars on that. Yeah. Well, look at deer deer corn. It's exactly the prime example of that. Oh yeah, they deer corn. As deer corn. Epic. And corn, corn costs three seventy-five <laughs> for fifty-six bushels. But you're not buying that bag for three dollars and fifty-six cents. You're buying it for twelve dollars. Yeah, it's got a yeah, deer a bushel, on it, man. A yeah, it's got a one eighty you know, on it. 50, yeah, yeah, it's got a one eighty on it. But a bushel <laughs> of corn is fifty-six pounds. Wow. You know, so it's three dollars and how many are fifty-six cents for fifty-six pounds of corn, and you just bought. 40 pounds for seven bucks. We're in the wrong market, gentlemen. We're in the wrong market. It's like, <laughs> dude, and that's the thing. And Clint can go into this, and I actually would love to touch on it, because everybody thinks that, that providing corn 
is a good thing for your deer. You know, it's, and especially this time of the year, it can be a very bad thing if you're just starting to do it or if you dump a lot of it out. Um, but corn does not have a lot of nutritional value to it. It's more energy and carbohydrates than anything. But Clint, if you want to expound on that about, about corn, I guess you could say. Well, I think most of the time, and I, this would fall into that baiting category for sure, uh, deer, I mean, obviously they're very attracted to any whole grain uh, that they can get their hands on, mainly because that's the density of energy within it, right? They're, uh, they're trying to get as much nutrition packed into, you know, those smaller bites as they can. And corn is, is kind of the king of, you know, high-energy products. The problem with a ruminant animal, a deer, uh, being a, a ruminant animal, is that they, uh, you know, they have a whole bacterial population in their rumen that they're trying to preserve and, and maintain. And the problem becomes... Uh, high energy, high starch diets is not very long term for a deer. I mean, they're they're foragers, browsers, uh, kind of concentrate type selecting uh, ruminants, and uh, corn can really mess up their ruminants. Basically, for, and making a long story short, uh, it can cause quite a bit of acidosis, which is increased, you know, decreased levels of pH and increased uh, kill off of certain types of bacteria that are in the rumen to do their job. And corn, you know, can be very detrimental at times. Um, now, a lot of products uh, on the market, I would assume, have things to help the deer population regulate the amount of starch and things like that in their diets, or at least they should. Our diets do. Uh, they can, you know, they contain uh, yeast cultures and uh, and other pro probiotic type products uh, that help regulate and maintain healthy rumen populations. But you can you can outdo that pretty quick by feeding corn, I guess is what I'm saying. Even though we have a lot of things to keep the gut healthy, well, you can wipe out a lot of good health really quick by feeding a crap load of corn and and causing a acidotic experience in the in their gut i mean i know that probably went into way more than you care about <laughs> oh, no. acidosis is uh, you know it's just it's upset guts right i mean you go eat uh six pounds of cheesecake tonight and tell me how you feel it's about the same thing i feel real bad about myself but it would be tasty <laughs> yeah it would be really good i would not be pleasant either, but, uh, um i was the problem i was wondering if if either you or Nate could go into um, maybe some details about somebody starting a supplemental site or, um, you know, getting your product started on their property. Uh, are you talking the full range of products? Yeah. Okay. Um, typically what what we suggest, and this is not just because we want to sell product. Honestly, profits are a bonus for us. We we honestly want to help people develop their deer herd to to push that that genetic potential. Right. Um, and in order to do that, it is all about being consistent in what you're offering them nutrition wise. That's that's food plots. That's having high quality browse, and just a good overall managed property. 
to provide what they need year-round. So, um, so uh, our go ahead. Yeah, just to interrupt you here, I'm sorry, but along. So you're saying along with your products, you are um, preaching that they have a food plot established. I, yes, absolutely. I okay. mean, because the deer are browsers. So you, even though they'll find one highly nutritious food source, they're mm-hmm. still going to go eat a bunch of different stuff. They're still going to eat woody browse. They're still right. going to eat different forbs and, and, and grasses and ag crops and everything like that. So um, food plots so and get, consistency, first couple steps. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about giving deer everything they need and then letting them make use of it. Uh, the point of our products is to offer the mineral wise, um, which which deer deer need the minerals in order to, I guess, bridge the gap in in deficiencies. Um, and the feeding part of it comes into effect because there's different times of the year that deer absolutely need a bump in protein, um, and that is typically spring through the end of summer. Uh, when when bucks are growing antlers and when does have fawns and they're lactating and providing nutrition for those babies, protein is is absolutely crucial. Um, but towards the fall, what we do with our fall and winter feed is we back off the protein a little bit because it's not near as needed nutritionally for them. And then we up the fiber content to help bridge that gap because plants are going dormant and they're not going to get the fiber content that they were getting beforehand. Um, our fat content stays the same and you can't overdo fat because deer do not possess a gallbladder and that can cause real serious issues. Ooh, that's um, a good tip. It's, it's one of those things where people always think more is better mm-hmm. and that, that can absolutely hinder things if you overdo it um, when it comes to, comes to protein or goes to fat or, or things like that. Um, and I'm sure Clint can go into more depth about that. But what what we do is is an adult deer, doe or a, or a buck, they cannot process more than about between 16 and 18% protein. Um, and our spring and summer feed is 22 to 24%. And the reason for that, I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense. The reason why we do that is for the fawns. So that when they start on solid feed, fawns need 20% plus their first year of growth. So that the reason why we have high protein levels is for the fawns for our spring and summer feed. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's pushing their body mass and pushing that body size to its full potential so that they go into the hard part of the year, the cold and the bitterness, more able to handle that. Um, and, and studies have shown that, it, that a deer that starts out, and we talked about this earlier, starts out kind of ahead of that curve they're going to have a healthier life cycle they're going to have a bigger body and then four or five years down the road if they're a buck they're going to have a bigger rack so the 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 antlers are just kind of the bonus part of that but we also don't overdo the protein to the fact where even though the adults are going to be eating that it's not going to hurt them i think there's only bucks born on cody's lease but i mean (laughs) is there yeah I don't have a lot of does for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. There's bucks there though, so the it's good. It's a good ratio. Yeah. No, I was gonna say there's nothing wrong with working that. out good. So you guys been handing around a lot of, of about the next level deer supplements. You have something in there that helps perform in that 
digestion stages so you they get can they can absorb more of the ingredients can you kind of touch more on that or do you guys know what a ruminant digestive system is yes it's the three okay. stage four, stomach four chamber stomach four right. changes man i was short one i mm. thought i knew i don't know <laughs> that's just like this podcast We're let's just break short it down one. let's <laughs> always short right. something uh let's uh yeah break break down the stomach for us so we know uh, Clint, take her away. <laughs> he he just okay. passed that uh, right off. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, uh, these guys are like, uh, no, let's not let Clint explain that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we like Clint, Clint explaining. We like that knowledge, man. It's, uh, uh, ruminants are pretty simple. I mean, they're the four basic stomachs, uh, four chambers of one large fermentation vat, basically. Think of them as a large brewery um i know like i know we what that is <laughs> well i figured you were very familiar with beer so it so it's full of bacteria that that break down feed and and fibrous type feeds that non-ruminants can't even utilize right uh, that's what makes a ruminant truly unique and special is they can take feedstuffs that other animals can't use and they can actually create uh, protein and uh, and meat and fiber and fat and all those things that they need internally uh, and turn it into useful products in their body. Uh, that's what makes a ruminant special. Now, deer are a little different than cattle anyway in terms that they are they're more of a concentrate selecting type creature uh, where they pick more highly nutritious parts of a plant. Where cows, if you've ever noticed, you know they're more pure grazers yeah, they they, just they're going to actually exactly they're going to select just pure grass and things like that uh but deer uh, you were a little bit right in your assumption about three stomachs i mean they have four chambers but one of them functions exactly like our stomach uh as basically like a monogastric stomach so uh what we do in our in next level feed supplements is uh, we have a kind of a three-legged stool that we like to refer to in terms of human health and nutrient delivery. Um, we use three different products, one of which is a Yucca Shadegra product, um, which I'll let Nate explain more about that because, honestly, uh, that's kind of his bread and butter. And then we also use a, what is called a... Uh, yeast fermentation product that's basically food for the bacteria themselves so direct feed substrates for the bacteria the bacteria produce all the things the animal needs uh, in terms of uh, energy uh, atp and uh, anyway long story uh, basically the bugs provide the animal with what it needs Indirectly, we're a monogastric. We eat food. It's broken down in our gut, and we have to extract the energy and the things that we need out of that. Um, the ruminant uses the bacteria to do that. Um, so we're providing a lot of things specific to keep the bacterial population very healthy and functioning at a very high, efficient rate. Um, and that helps with nutrient delivery which is where we use the third leg of our stool 
which is a vasodilator uh, product that helps deliver those nutrients that we've freed up and released uh, very efficiently to the target tissues, uh, whether that be the mammary glands on uh, on does, uh, so that we produce you know higher quality milk in in larger quantities, or whether it be antlers on bucks, uh, target tissues, uh, getting the minerals and things delivered more directly to them. So the now and as far as the yucca goes, uh, it's it's a very specific uh, product for rumen health uh, and it goes into a little bit more detail but honestly it has a lot to do with controlling bacterial certain bacterial populations of protozoa and things like that that help break down fiber Nate would you like to expand on that at all <laughs> do you want me to put it in layman's terms oh I, um, I, I like to I, one thing that I'm really soaking in here is I'm learning a lot um, which I appreciate, you know, you breaking it down for me, Clint. I, I understand most of it, um, just because we we've dug into it a little bit, you know, new nutrition for deer. Um, mm-hmm. So I understand most of it, but one thing I'm really taking away from it is you, you guys as a company have all this background, and you are putting all of this stuff, all this extra stuff. And the same stuff that other people sell on, like you said, it's ninety percent salt for the same price. So that I'm blown away by that. Just you breaking that down to me of what this this the strategy and scientific process that's in this feed compared to other feed is mind blowing to me. But yeah, I would like you to break down uh, Nate and and break it down in layman's terms a little bit so homie can understand. i I kind of was waiting for that um okay so to clarify one thing there's there's hardly anybody else on the market that is doing the combination of things that we are doing and i know for for the most part we are about the only one that's combining all three of these special ingredients especially for this price point i know for a fact there's nobody that's offering even half of what we're doing, uh, high quality ingredients um, and special ingredients, if that's what you want to call them for this price. And, and honestly, it's not even close. Um, but, and Clint, I don't know if we ever touched on his credentials or, or his, his education. Um, and Clint, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, Clint, he's been through the prestigious, I guess you could say animal science program at Texas A&M. He has a PhD from Texas Tech. He has a master's in ruminant nutrition from the very widely known Colorado State University uh, animal program and also a master's in biochemistry from Colorado State. Um, and then he actually taught at TCU for a while for, was it ranch management or land management, Clint? It's both, yeah. Okay. They, uh, um so Clint, I guess, man, the, you are a professional in digestive, <laughs> aren't you? The, the, that's awesome. I was saying, if you were to is, see me, you would laugh at that. <laughs> that's for sure. We usually like to uh, wait until we're about 45 minutes in before we cover everybody's qualifications. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a tangent that we always talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where we have – Clint has our 100% complete trust when it comes to this stuff. 
because when we sat down and started talking about this stuff, he would start rattling things off and Scott and I, our eyes would go crossed and it's like, what are you talking about? You know? And, and it's like the way he broke it down for me is, is in the rumen, there's three main bugs. There's fungi, there's bacteria, and there's protozoa. What the yeast does, like he says, is, is it boosts the bacteria. They're the ones that do the majority of the work and breaking down feedstuffs that come into the system. What the yucca does and, and I work for this company full-time that, that has the Yucca product, um, so I have some experience with it, is, is it controls the size and population of the protozoa in the rumen. If the protozoa gets too big or overpopulated, it will actually feed on the bacteria and hinder function or hinder the bacteria's job to break down feedstuffs. So those two working together really improve uh, feed efficiency and feed efficiency is the amount of nutrition that, a, that an animal is going to get out of what it's consuming. Um, so what the vasodilators do, um, they're the essential oils that you'll hear around, around the industry a little bit on feedstuffs. What they do is, is say you have a two lane highway packed bumper to bumper. Um, that's trying, that's all this nutrition you're giving this deer, your food plots, your supplements, the, the good browse, the, the ag fields. And it takes that two-lane highway that's packed bumper to bumper. The vasodilators turn that into a four-lane interstate. So that you're delivering nutrition time after time very quickly to target tissues. So the lactation on does is going to be a lot more of it and a lot more nutritious. And and bucks are going to have a lot more blood flow when they're in velvet, if you know what I mean. So that's where you're going to see the boost is they're going to be getting a lot more nutrients and a lot more blood flow go into that headgear i see yeah that broke it down some more for me so it's basically just giving them ample opportunity to absorb every nutrients as possible and you're putting these additives in to make that more possible yeah to get well in the feed efficiency part of it is is they're getting more out of everything they're eating so so if they were not on our products and they're eating soybeans and they're eating you know stuff that's really high in protein um, that's all fine and dandy. What our stuff does is, is it takes it and it'll get 10 to 12% more nutrition uh, over what it's already getting. Wow. And then the vasodilators deliver that stuff. And it is so truly could, next level. That is, that is cool. It, 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 it's such a fitting name because you're literally <laughs> taking everything. So, so imagine getting 10% more and that's just a number that we can kind of throw out there just it's hard to say this is definitively what you're going to get because there's different, so many different factors when it comes to soil content and genetics and, and, and weather and everything when it comes to what you're actually going to get out of your food plots. You know what I mean? Um, but the feed, the feed bridges that gap. It's a guaranteed pellet that in each and every one of our pellets carries a special ingredient. It has the vasodilators, has the yucca, has, the, has yeast in it. It has you know, monocalcium phosphate over dicalcium phosphate. And, and you've probably seen me hit on that on Twitter quite a bit. And, yeah. and that's another thing you look for. If you, if you flip the bag over and somebody's using dicalcium phosphate, that's the cheapest form of phos- phosphorus that you can buy. And, it, and it's not super high in bio- bioavailability, whereas monocalcium is. If somebody um, is using monocalcium phosphate and dicalcium, well, then they can pump up their numbers on their guaranteed analysis to make it appear like it's got a lot more in it. But the actual absorption is still going to be less than if you're using solely monocalcium phosphate. So it's one of those things where, like I said, you can tell a lot about a product 
just by looking at the ingredients. That's that right there can really separate products one from the other. And I feel like that that's one thing as a consumer that people really lack is what they need to look for on the back of the package. Absolutely. And and honestly, there's a lot of, of uh, what do you want to say, paid hunters or professional hunters, you know, that have TV shows and everything that that they push products that I that I truly believe they don't even really know what's in it. They just say this stuff's great because they're collecting a check doing it. That's what I, I call the cool kids. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to turn down, you know, that kind of money unless, you know, you really don't know. And yeah. I guess at that point, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's better not knowing because then you can sleep at night because you you don't know any better. Yeah. I think but I, I would have a hard problem offering a guy something, you know, that that is a bag of junk and telling him it's the greatest thing in the world. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think that just goes down down to what kind of person you want to be, be you know what I mean? Are you going to use something because they paid you to use it, or are you going to use the best possible available? And I know that you guys have a lot of people using your product. Um, I see it on Twitter a lot, you know, and uh, I feel like, I don't know how many years you guys have been running this, but I feel like we have a really good knack of finding stuff that's we feel like is going to really grow right and that's why we reach out to people right and we feel like and we can tell the people that are really into it right they're not in it they're they love it like i when 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 clint talks about nutrition i can tell that i mean he's all in right this is like this is like his thing and that's the kind of people that we want to find because we know your product is going to be so much better than someone that's like well Man, you know how much a ton of salt is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's, you don't want to make somebody feel feel stupid, you know what I mean? But at the same time, people believe anything. Exactly. Oh, I yeah. mean, they really do. They're like, you know, well, so-and-so uses it, so it must be good. And it's just, that is, honestly, that is such a problem in the outdoor industry is huge. all the gimmicks. Yeah, it's a it's huge problem. gimmicks. Yep. Well, it's, you know, and it's, people are fine with it because they're, you know, they're selling tons and tons and tons of their stuff, so they don't care, you know. And it's like I said, we're we're not worried about becoming the next big thing on the market. We're not worried about that. We we literally tested our mineral for the first time April 11th of last year. Wow. And last last year, the, our only plan was to have a mineral product in 40 pound bags, and and it's just progressed fast enough because. Yeah, you guys uh, have sold, definitely done we, some growing. We sold our first two tons all on pre-orders just by talking to people and talking to buddies. And they're like, yeah, I'd buy a couple bags. Yeah, I'd buy a couple bags. And, and you know, so we got our first two tons, you know, kind of on all trusting what Clint had had taught us about, con- about consumption and about, you know, everything that we've kind of gone over here today and then relaying that message to other people. And, and I know more people than I don't that are actually wanting to provide the best they can. The, the biggest problem people have is they can't afford it. You know, there's, there's products out there that are fantastic, but it's $50 for a bag of feet. Who can afford that? You know, maybe well, a rich I, rancher or something like that. But, you know, the average guy, just he just can't afford it. And that's what we want to do. We want to offer somebody that is going to work and has science behind it. But they can actually afford to go buy a couple bags of it because they deserve it. 
You know, they bust their butt during the week. Take your kids and go make a mineral site this weekend mm-hmm. and, and, and rely on the fact that, you know, you're providing something that's not just a bag of junk. That is cool, man. <laughs> right. You, you could really, you can say that you are putting something out that has been scientifically proven to benefit deer, not just attract them, not just they're going to like eating this stuff. I am going to potentially make my deer herd better. And me and homie talk about this a lot, even with non-hunters. I spent a lot of time with a non-hunter at work the last two weeks, and it's hard for me to describe to him that I actually care for deer, but I want to hunt them, right? So I feel like this is a product that you can actually care for your deer herd and put out the stuff that they need, especially, you know, like you said, all times of the year, but when they have that fawn that's, you know, that needs that extra milk, that you can make a strong herd to protect against the disease, to grow bigger bucks, you know, to to make a bigger deer herd, you're going to see more deer, you're going to have more fun hunting and potentially kill bigger deer at the same price rate as other stuff on the market. I think it's a win-win all the way across the board. Well, it's one of those things, like you said, you don't have a lot of does on your property. And and if you stick with, you stick with, I don't want to call it the program, but if you stick with providing good supplements in a, in a couple of successive years, your the bodies of your does are going to be bigger. So that when you go out to fill your doe tag and fill the freezer, you're literally almost filling the freezer nice. because you're shooting yeah. bigger does. Yeah, you know you're getting you're getting more meat off your does. You're getting more meat off your bucks. It's not just about antlers. The antlers are a byproduct of it. Like Clint said, it it completely comes down to herd health. If you yeah. can provide something for your for all your animals, the bucks are going to benefit from it. Yeah, and, and then if you're holding more does, you're out, you're going to hold more bucks during the rut. So that's always a yeah. benefit too. Yeah, and That's I right. mean those those animals are only going to be as good as their body allows them to be. And if they can come out like right now in March, where it's it's been horrible this winter and it's just not letting go. At this point, deer only really have fat reserves to get them through January, February, and into March, where it normally greens up. Right now, deer are literally out of things to eat. Unless you have tons and tons of food plots and tons of browse for them, they're literally out of stuff to eat. They're running out of fat reserves. And I've started seeing, you know, in the UP of Michigan and, and some other places in the northern part of the country, people are starting to find dead deer because they just can't survive the winter right now. Whereas if you're supplementing, the absolute most crucial time is to get get your supplements out there for feed anyways um, in October, November, so that by the time they get into January and February, their system's ready for it, man. And then they can come out the back end at coming into spring in in prime position ready to grow antlers and ready to grow babies well it's you know guys it's and i don't know how much you know about just general cow nutrition or 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 herd health in general i mean hell let's just talk about women in general and i mean i <laughs> this is going to sound terrible <laughs> I you that. can't You're say like, anything worse than i've said on this podcast <laughs> i trust <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all i heard was Cows and women. (laughs) Sounds right up my alley. What I'm saying is (laughs) is there is a point. I mean, uh, you know, the doe is about body condition, right? I mean, when when she's lactating and she's she's giving of her own body, literally giving of her own body to this fawn that's nursing, she is going to... Uh, her ability to rebreed and deliver 
a very healthy fawn the next time has to do with how well she manages her body condition score between that, that period. Yep. Right. I mean, so, and I mean, the reason I said that about women is it, it, it's very much the same. Trust me. I got a herd of them at my house. <laughs> I, uh, I have two girls and, uh, and a wife and all those things. And it's, uh, it's all very much about maintaining body condition score through, uh, the period at which they're nursing and delivering, uh, healthy babies for the for the next cycle. It, it's not really about getting them bred the first time. It's about getting them rebred and rebred in a healthy manner that delivers that second generation. Uh, I don't know. I, that's not really a tangent, but at the same time, it's a very critical factor that Nate keeps touching on that I think is is actually probably one of the biggest key things that we try to do with those feeds that we're feeding in the off seasons, not just the mineral, but the, the pellets and managing those periods of time in between hunting is getting those deer uh, to maintain body condition score through this winter where they need less to be very productive when they do get to February. And, you know, hell, I mean, think about it this year. If y'all could be baiting or feeding or whatever you want to call it, uh, you're going to have a lot healthier deer this year uh, yeah, because sure. winter has been kicking the ass of everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that we're worried about right now is, you know, we just got to sit back and ride it out. We can't do, we can't do anything, you know? Right. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, you, I'm sure you have your, your target bucks or you got, you know, your eye on some bucks that man, I would really like to be having my feet out right now. Because that deer's probably struggling. Yeah. Yeah. If one dies, you know? I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna cry in public. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, mean, and got, that's I got the thing. Three. You know, yeah. if you can if you can help that deer not only not suffer, but come out of the out of the harsh winter in flying colors, ready to grow antlers, dude, that that gets me more excited almost than than the hunting end of it. I I love getting velvet picks. Oh yeah. And there's nothing better to me. And when I get a picture of a fawn or twins, which will happen more often, if you have better nutrition in your herd, you'll get more twins and triplets when they're on the mineral or they're at the feeder, you know? And I actually, I was really close. I sent this to Clint, I think, where we had a picture of a doe eating the mineral with, um, she oh, had yeah. just got done and the fawn was on her, you know, getting milk. It's yeah, like, that's, that's a awesome, perfect man. cycle right there. You know that that's you're taking the, care of your animals. That's the next level picture. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I one so, thing I will I want to say is I love how much you guys actually care about your product and care about deer. You know, I mean, you guys generally care about the health of these animals, and you know, we all care about them. But you're putting like the hunting on the back burner. Your product is to care for these animals, and hunting yeah, a, is a byproduct that benefits from it. I think those, that is very that's cool. that's completely all bonus. I mean, I. I love watching, just watching the animals. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I love putting a camera, putting my camera on video mode and just watching them come to the feeder. Cause I know, you know, the, the vasodilators also, um, really help combat EHD. I mean, because the vasodilators, and we really didn't go into depth on that. Um, they, they slow the heart rate. They speed up blood flow, which helps keep the deer cooler. They're not going to be near as stressed in the heat of the summer. And, and any time an animal is stressed, that's when it's at its worst. The vasodilators help keep the animals de-stressed. So they're not only delivering nutrients, 
they're helping that animal deal with with stress and stuff during the heat but um, it'll help combat EHD because EHD is basically a bite from a midge and then their body begins to overheat and then if they can if they can survive that you know then the then they're only going to be stronger for it and sure. I don't know how EHD did you have you guys had EHD sweep through Illinois anytime recently? Yeah, about five years ago we had a big sweep around us. Yeah, and, we had it in twelve in two thousand twelve. We on one pivot, uh, we found thirteen bucks. Wow! And it just, I mean, that right there. And it targets the oldest sit, deer yeah. too. Yeah, and and there was one buck that I didn't even get to see that my landowner told me about um, because he leases out this cornfield to another farmer, and and they they found a buck up there supposedly that that they took home basically saying we're keeping this rack and he let them do it. And it was just like, I'm not even hunting this year. You know, yeah. my deer, my deer need to recuperate right now. They don't need to be hunted. Yeah. I know a lot of people that didn't hunt pieces because they were, you know, there's nothing there to hunt just, you know, so they, yeah. they waited three or four years before they came back. But, yeah. and why, why not help them with that? For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have an opportunity to, to keep a deer from suffering until they die and in, in, in a situation like that, why not help them? You and know? the things you guys are all talking about, and you you guys in Illinois have to be the exact same way uh, because you have to be a good steward of what you're doing or you're not going to have a resource to take advantage of anyway i mean whether you're in it for the hunting and killing and the and the big bucks and all that stuff or you're in it for just you know being with the wildlife and all those things i mean it's about being a good steward i mean it's it's true of everything that that we do it's true of everything that good hunters do i mean you guys obviously you're talking about leases i'm assuming you don't own a ton of property but you're leasing property i mean you abuse that that resource and first of all you're going to lose the lease Second of all, um, you know, you're going to have nothing to hunt. Exactly. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yep. about taking care of what you need to take care of. And hopefully in the end, getting rewarded for doing that, which is bigger bucks. Right. More, well, and more we, bigger bucks. More. Well, and, and bigger does. I mean, I love knocking down a great big old fat nanny doe. I mean, because it's like, heck yeah, man, that's all going to grind. And that's going to feed me and my boys and my wife for four months. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, I shot two and, and about and got kicked does. off the piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of those things where we, we do this not because we want to kill deer. We do it because we love deer, you know? Yep. That's for sure. Well, guys, I think I think this is one of the most informal podcasts yeah, we've ever put out. This is a solid it's one. It's been real good. We appreciate you guys coming on so late <laughs> with us. I mean, I don't know what. Oh, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. We got these guys up late. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I appreciate you, you spending the time me? with us and, and teaching some Illinois boys a little bit about baiting. I, mm. I feel like I could have a conversation with someone and maybe teach teach them something now since yeah. I talked to these guys. <laughs> So, well, that's cool, man. It's, it's, and people can get out, get on our website and yeah. And where, where can they right find you? Find, find it uh, on your social media. And it's, it's spelled NXT because we had to get cute um, <laughs> for next level deer and, you know, try to be a little bit different. And so it's next level deer.com. And then we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, kind of all the major social outlets and stuff. Um, 
but but Scott's numbers on there and my numbers on there. Feel free to call us anytime. We we've, we've absolutely love talking about deer nutrition and and deer hunting just in general. So, and if there's there's a question that somebody asks that that we can't answer, well, then we're going to be ringing Clint's bell. So, yeah, hey Clint, I appreciate you coming on and yeah. spitting your knowledge and and teaching us something. And uh, <laughs> Nate, thanks for reaching out to him to get him on here, and uh, and I really appreciate spread it the too, knowledge. Guys. I, yeah, no, it's whenever I call Clint, it turns into about a two hour conversation. So <laughs> we got a guy like that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, you know, send Scott our best wishes and we know we hope everything goes good with him. I just followed you Absolutely. on Instagram. I wasn't I wasn't following you there. I got you, bro. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Keep up to date. Yeah, I don't do very good on Instagram. Scott, Scotty runs Instagram and Facebook. I do Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's where it's I, at. Telling you, I dabble with YouTube. I'm just not good at it. So um, what? Where are you at on Twitter, Cody? Was that you? That yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're Whitetail underscore White Legacy underscore podcast. <laughs> White Whitetail either underscore Legacy underscore podcast. I think homie did that. I set that <laughs> yeah, up, didn't yeah. I? God. Why did I do the underscores? <laughs> Tragic. I don't know. Yeah. You no, be that's I'm Instagram. You. You're looking at Instagram. Uh, oh, Twitter yeah. is at Whitetail Legacy. Hang on. I'm on Instagram. Hang on. Yeah, at Whitetail Legacy. Real, I set right. that up. Real Nobody simple. asked Cody any more questions the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll direct everything. <laughs> I'm at, White, at Whitetail Legacy, I ask hard questions every day to get a rise out of people and to besides get, the weekend so only five days a week only five days a week yeah <laughs> to get oh, yeah it's some, some people get bent out of shape man oh yeah it's a good time i like it i've had yeah, people yeah, message me good. and say i'm no longer going to participate <laughs> in your question of the day that's <laughs> literally why i messaged you that one day when you hit on supplemental feeding it's like dude i'm staying away from this yeah we do the podcast <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I mean, okay. Well, there's no underscores in that. You guys are. That's not that that difficult. Whitetail Legacy Podcast. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is the underscore one. Homie probably set that <laughs> oh. up. <laughs> Complicated as <laughs> hell. <so. laughs> you got sixty, almost sixteen hundred followers. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's just a daily grind. Bro. Daily grind. <laughs> couple couple followers a day. I've I've got a really good net net group. I think you guys have them awesome. About a 50 to 75 guys that really yeah. really are pretty solid and post a lot and, and connect and I, so. I just feel like twitter is a place for people to not be like timid to comment on something and then just get a whole bunch of backlash like everybody on twitter is pretty cool yeah well the, yeah they're open-minded to, to everybody else's right. opinions or they're they're at least willing to listen they may not agree with you but they'll at least listen. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And we made some great friends through Twitter. Oh yeah. So that's one thing that we keep saying. Like people say, social media is bad. It's only bad if you make it bad. You can really make some solid friendships and and, and learn off social media. But you don't have to respond to everything that you don't like. That's what people need to understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm absolutely. on that. Yeah. So yeah. No. Well, like, I. Uh, if you guys ever see me posting thing, I, I my company is Apex Technology, so I uh, I followed you, so we'll I'll keep up with you for sure. All right, Apex Technology. I'm going to go ahead and follow you right now, so I don't forget. There, got you. I got you right there. 
Boom. All right. Yeah, don't don't follow my personal one. I do nothing but talk about uh, football mostly, college football. It'd <laughs> <laughs> so, be right up homies alley. Yeah. I don't even know who what a f- college football team is. So. <laughs> All right, Homie, guys. What's what's your team? I like Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. Illinois I don't even know. Way down at the coast. I don't even know what he's got going on. He's got <laughs> Indians all over his house. That's all I know. So, <laughs> so I'm definitely, you know, as a Texas A&M guy, I'm pretty happy. With okay. Leaving. All uh, right. <laughs> we might just hang up right it's now. It's getting next level in here. <laughs> And this this podcast has got yes. to be erased somehow. Hey, yeah. I, I'm a Nebraska fan. Yeah, we got that next guy lined up. Yeah, we're just going to erase this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we got to scratch yeah. all this, guys. Yeah. Just can't go out. No, yeah. no. Man, we Being appreciate a Nebraska guy, we want to erase like the last three or four. And yeah. <laughs> you guys are coming, though. You, you're coming. We're coming. Finally, I hope. Right. I yeah, I hope so. I'm not. Uh, you know, I want my clients to be happy. So if they'll, uh, you know, if yeah, Nebraska you do business in Nebraska. You better be. You I'm better. Not, I'm not anti, but I am definitely. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like it. Well, I. Uh, I'm a Texas A&M fan. I mean, that's all I can tell you is that where my wife and I went to college, and that's. We love it. Yeah, I don't blame uh, you there. Man. There's worse teams, like Texas. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Well, you well better... we've all established that y'all are hunters, so you're not uh, trolling for colon. So you're definitely yeah. not Texas <laughs> Well, you just better let nobody that's around you in Nebraska know that you're a A and M fan. Yeah, you know, no. I feel like everybody in Nebraska is pretty diehard. Yeah. They are very diehard, but I, uh, you know what, I, I've managed to pull it off. I, uh, I don't hide the fact that I am a Texas. He's got an A and M's billboard in his driveway. <laughs> it's exactly. Well, we can fly the flag every weekend. So yeah. Oh man! As, nice. as long as everybody knows there's a mutual hate for the Longhorns, we're all good. Well, now that we're not in the Big Twelve together, it makes it's a lot. It don't easier. matter. That's it don't matter. Sure. That's for sure. This is how Screw I know. Clint. I don't care what conference they're in. I hope they never win a game again. <laughs> This is how I know Clint makes a lot of money. He's in a gated community in Nebraska. That's right. They're all imports here anyway. Is uh, is is next level deer supplements hiring? Yeah, exactly. Someday, hopefully, all I'd like right. to hire myself eventually. <laughs> Well, man, we've had a blast with you guys. I think this was good knowledge, uh, a lot of a lot of cracking jokes, good times. Uh, we're gonna end it here. I really enjoyed talking to Clinton Nate, and we talked to him for like three hours, <laughs> right? So we recorded the podcast, and then we just kept flowing and kept talking. Super solid guys. So if you guys are in the need of any mineral, or you're just curious about it, about it, you know how it might help your deer herd message them i'm not kidding you message next level deer supplements they will talk to you genuine people they're into it for the right reasons they genuinely care about their product like everything that goes into it and they genuinely care about deer as general you know absolutely they know they understand that we're hunting deer where they're hunting deer for meat 
to get bigger does or we're hunting deer for bigger bucks, right? Mm-hmm. One or the other. And uh, they generally carry about the deer from the time it's born to the time it's harvested, killed. I mean, until it's on your table, right? Yeah. So that's one thing I wanted to say. Um, if if we could run minimos in Illinois, this is a company that I feel like we would partner with because they're just so genuine and so awesome, right? Yeah, I and, mean, and you know they don't have any filler. Yeah, there and, and there's plenty of people out there making their own mineral because of the companies that do sell product and do put a bunch of filler in there. Mm-hmm. These guys are. You know, if like you were making it in your backyard. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, these guys sure. are giving you the straight the straight deeds. And one thing I really like about it is we like to partner with people that there's no BS. There's no marketing BS. There's no yeah. there's no we're better than this company because like, we think so. We're not, they got facts. We're not I mean? gonna conform to what you think mm-hmm. because you think it's better. Yeah. Like we're doing what we're doing we're because not gonna, we have fact based and we're not going to overcharge you like crazy for stuff that because it'll make us not be able to sleep at night. Right. And that's the kind of companies that we like to partner with. The real people, right? Sounds like a lot like VIP. Yeah. Sounds a lot like VIP. I like sounds that. Sounds a lot like Ingram. I mean, the prices of his tax dimmest mounts, ridiculous. But he is comfortable there and he understands that he's making the money. And he's doing what he wants to do. And he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I like that. So, and same thing with ECW. Yeah, we were at that place, and people were calling him out for making the calls cheap, yeah. cheaper than they could. And he's like, "I'm making a quality call, made in America by a veteran, and this is my price point." And then when they were like, "Well, I'm giving you two calls. I'm giving you a glass yeah. and a slate call." Yeah, then they're then like, they're, "No, you can't do that." They had no yeah. no answer. Yeah. Then, so yeah. So all right. Uh, you guys are good. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We love talking to him. Yes. We had an absolute gang up time after the podcast. Clint, uh, you are one professional dude and one dude I'd like to hang out with after podcasting hours. He was the brains. He was the brains. He was the brains. And and they're both hilarious people. Um, we hope to get Nate. Nate in the Snapchat group. Yes. So that's a very coveted area. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. If he's ready for that commitment or not. <laughs> but like he's getting married. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, if you guys have the chance to supplemental feed, try it out. Um, let your kids do it. It's a great thing to get kids involved. That yeah. will let you leave a legacy. For and sure. White Till Legacy is out.